Welcome back to Sunday Rose. How's it going, guys? How the hell are you? How are your hearts and how are your heads? I hope they're okay. We are surviving. We're almost there. There is finally light at the end of the tunnel. We're getting there. So let's bloody keep it together for the next couple of weeks. First and foremost, thank you so much to everybody who is not like not just the people that are messaging me and who are reviewing the podcast and subscribing to patreon.com forward slash Mark Megan. Please let let the boy eat. Feed me. Support the Sunday Roast. Please subscribe. Patreon.com forward slash Mark Megan. It's the only way that I'm actually going to stay afloat and be able to do these roasts every week. However, thank you to everybody who's listening in general. I mean, it's an incredibly difficult time for everybody psychologically. So it really means the world to me that people are finding the time in their day to still listen to the show. So I can't thank you enough. Um, I started today off relatively well, would you believe? I went for a swim in Dorky. In, within my 2K, relax the Gestapo, okay? Within my 2K, I went for a swim. Obviously, it was cold. Obviously, it was cold. Because it's the sea. Not only is it the sea, it's fucking Ireland. People are expecting Mount Vesuvius temperatures. What the hell is going on? I went down for a swim and all of the chat. Oh, did you, did you get in for a dip? Uh, yeah, I did get in for a dip, Catherine. I don't just come here to pervert on the citizens. Do you know what I mean? I came here specifically to swim. I'm not loitering or littering on the bloody Vico, okay? And anyway, I got in for a swim and everybody's chatting afterwards. Oh, no, it's cold now today. No, it's cold today. But yes. Like, it's the Irish fucking sea. Do me a favour, okay? Do me a favour. Go home to your house, right? Get a calendar from the wall that you've been given at a, as a Christmas present because nobody really ever buys their own calendars. Anyway, get the calendar... Okay, that's probably like a bit artsy from some sort of organic farm they got West Cork. Anyway, open up that calendar. Choose any day. Choose any day. December the 16th. My birthday just so happens to be that day. I'll be 27 this year. Looking forward to it. But choose any day of the week. It's going to be fucking cold in the sea in Ireland. Okay, there's nothing. It's just cold. It's, it's Ireland. It's the sea in Ireland. Okay, it's going to be cold. It's, this isn't a surprise. This isn't news. Do you know what I mean? It's like, it's like whenever Ricky, do you remember, do you remember Ricky Martin? You remember the singer, Living La Vida Loca? Do you remember like about six years after Ricky Martin's career ended, he came out as gay and it was like, okay, yeah, you're gay. This is news, Ricky. We didn't, and also by the way, Kel's, Ricky Martin coming out as gay, like cock horror. I mean, shock horror. Like we knew, Richard, we knew, we know. It's okay. You didn't. You don't need to. Do you know what I mean? Also, living la vida loca. Are you? Are you living la vida loca, Richie, Richard? You know, living la vida loca is just the Latin version of being a full-time mad bastard. What exactly is loca about the life you lead, Richard? I mean, let's be honest here. All I can see is a man wearing a t-shirt or shirt that looks like it's made of the fabric that wetsuits are made from and you've got it unbuttoned down to your bloody be- belly oh my god i'm having a stroke a post swim stroke anyway there you go richard richard martin 
the mentalist, the mad bloody bastard. You're so random, Richie. No, you're not random. You're not random, Richard. Okay, anybody that calls themselves random is basically just another reason or another way of telling people that you're fucking single. Do you know what I mean? Oh, wait until you meet Gronya. Really? Yeah, why? Oh, she's absolutely off the walls. Is she or is she just rude? She sounds rude. I'm not going to lie. No, no, we have to sit you beside Gronya. She's off the walls. She just, she says anything. Okay, so she's rude. She's got no grace, no decorum. A literal reversing dump truck of a fucking human, okay? Oh, she's mad. She'll just, she'll say anything. She'll say anything. Yeah, okay. She's, she's obnoxious then. Good luck. Oh, she's single. Oh, that's mad. That's absolutely... Anyway, sorry. Where... We need to roast things. Okay. On to the roast. Goodbye. moment you have all been waiting for. No, it's not the AirPods. We're talking about nightclubs today. I was thinking about this during the week, just about considering we're all in lockdown, you know? I don't know why I say that like lockdown like that, but anyway, I was thinking about it during the week about how how much I'm going to embrace the great outdoors and indoors once we can sort of socialise again. And it got me thinking about nightclubs. I mean... Nightclubs are a very bizarre sort of cultural institution. I mean, why do we do it? And I'm not talking about, by the way, going to gigs. I'm not talking about going to see a DJ or, you know, going to a pub. I'm talking specifically about the generic bullshit nightclubs that sort of crept into the cultural zeitgeist of Irish society without ever really being addressed. It's one of those things that we sort of all pretend to like without ever actually confronting the fact of, like, do we really like these things? Do you know what I mean? Ed Sheeran, for example, is another one. Or grandparents, people on Twitter and Sinn Féin. Do you know what I mean? These things that people pretend to like, but do they really? Uh, These things are just such a letdown. Like, the best part of going to a nightclub in Ireland, generally speaking, is the before. Like, the night always has reached a crescendo, I think, by the time you go to a nightclub, and it's just downhill from there. Like, the pub is always much better crack. The pre-drinks, if you're in a friend's house, always much better crack. It's sort of, nightclubs, in my opinion, are sort of like the Giant's Causeway. What a fucking letdown. Have you been to the Giant's Causeway? I spent my whole childhood hearing about the Giant's Causeway and the mythology that surrounds it. I envisioned this, like, larger-than-life eighth wonder of the world. Like, thought this was going to be absolutely incredible. No, literally just a few stones, a few rocks, nothing to see here. Like it's, it's nothing. It's so boring. There's, have you, have you, have you been to the Giant's Causeway? It's absolutely shite. The most exciting thing about the Giant's Causeway is that fucking rope bridge. They're like, it's, it's not even like sort of, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, like rock worthy. I'm not into rocks, but I'm assuming people that are into rocks were surely let down by it as well. Like the burn is more interesting. It's basically just the same as any of the roads you'd find outside Leinster. Like there's nothing interesting about the Giants fucking causeway. They should just call it the causeway. Just call it the causeway. Sorry, uh, what, what are you up to on Tuesday? Just heading out to the causeway, not the Giants causeway. Do you know what I mean? A giant fucking waste of time. Anyway, nightclubs. Look, I'm not the person 
that enjoys going to nightclubs. Okay? I'm just not. It's, it doesn't suit my sort of personality. The music is usually dog shit. And you end up just rushing for the whole evening. Do you know that feeling? Do you ever get that? You go to nightclubs. The whole evening is just like a chase. You're just chasing something that doesn't exist. You get into the club. Right, lads. Quick, we go to the bar real quick. Let's let's rush to the bar. Cool, get to the bar. Shots, shots, you do some shots, okay? Yeah, great. Quick, we go out to the smoking area. Yep, okay, yeah, Grant, out to the smoking area. Right, we go back into the bar, another drink. Yeah, yeah, you just spend the whole evening rushing around, doing nothing. Why are we rushing? We've got nowhere to go. This is it. This is the moment. We're in it now. We're supposed to be happy. Why aren't we happy? Because we're in a bloody nightclub. Mate, get yourself a shot, will you? No, I'm just not happy. I'm sad. And the people you have to encounter in nightclubs. Guys coming in, walking around a nightclub, wearing Canada fucking goose jackets. What the hell is going on here? You're literally wearing a Canada goose jacket inside of a nightclub. You must be bloody perspiring. You, you look roasting, Sunday roasting, you know? You're walking around a nightclub. You look like fucking Eddie the Eagle. But the only slope you're going down, baby, is a slalom of bad fashion decisions. Uh, delete the podcast. But you know what I mean? Irish guys in nightclubs. Everybody in Irish guys in nightclubs seem to take the less or more approach. You've got the boys walking around in the kind of the uh, swan jackets. But then you also have the gobshites dressed like Latin hairdressers with the shirts unbuttoned down to their bloody pubic hairs. What the hell is going on here? You're not in Dubai. You're not in Dubai. I wish you were. By all means, I wish you bloody were. But you're not in Dubai now, mate. You're on Harcourt Street. It's November. It's raining. You've got to pay your mortgage. Button up your bloody shirt, please. Put some appropriate clothes on. You must be freezing. You must be absolutely freezing. And why have you waxed your chest? But, like, you could literally put an eye out with those nipples. Don't think we're not noticing, by the way, also. As the night goes on, those guys who get a little bit more drunk... And they just subtly unbutton an extra button on their shirt. So many buttons. Stop unbuttoning the buttons, we know. And have you noticed, by the way, that it always happens to be the guys who are in good shape. The jocks. It's always the guys who have, like, got a really good body. And they just start, like, oh, sorry, yeah, I'm just so pissed, like, you know, the shirt's just untucked, like. Yeah, well, uh, please tuck it back in. Gary, you know what I mean? What are you doing here? You know, they always do it at festivals as well. Ah, like, I just took some hammer, like, so I fully just, like, undid my shirt, like, I'm mad. You're not mad. You are not mad. I am mad. I am angry watching you exist. What the hell are you fucking doing? Oh, look at me, I bloody unbuttoned the shirt. It just so happens that I have a six-pack. I'm bonkers. No, no, you're not. I'd have much more respect for somebody who's actually like me, of the doughy disposition, who'd be willing to unbutton their fucking shirt. Do you know what I mean? Also, a message to all Irish men. If you're wearing trousers, please wear socks. And those little loafers you're wearing with the dangly little diggly tassels at the end, they're not cool. Who signed off on those? Who signed off on those loafers? I mean, I feel like I should raise it with your line manager. They look like something you'd steal from a pensioner's golf bag. Guys in Dublin are genuinely walking around looking like Carlton Banks if he went to Gonzaga. Do you know what I mean?
I think we can all agree that the worst noise in the history of recorded sound is the chorus of squeals in the Insta story of a group of girls on the way to a nightclub in a party bus. I mean, that was probably the longest sentence in the history of the written word, but nevertheless, the party bus. Such a weird concept, the party bus. Always driven by a guy who, like, hands you his business card at the end, but then immediately retracts it and says that's for a different one of his businesses. You know, a little bit older. Like, usually has a tattoo of an English football club on one arm, and then a tattoo about Irish unity on 32 and 32 counties on his other arm. Also, always a little bit perverted. Jesus, girls, I might just park the car here and come in with you. You'll do no such thing, Kenneth. We've hired you for a service, and that is it. The job is done. Do you know what I mean? Also, once you get into the nightclub, then you've got, like, the nightclub photographers. I feel like nightclub photographers should be made hand over their SD cards to the venue before they head home. They always seem a little bit off. There's always something not... Like, basically, they just go for women with large breasts. That's all they do. They're perverted. They are complete perverts. Do you know what I mean? The type of guys who have official in their Facebook name, what, what is that, by the way? It's always the least successful people who have official in their titles on, on social media. Shannon, M-U-A, Murphy. Do you know what I mean? Larry O'Farrell, M-M-A. You know, Rory Stories, comedian. Do you know what I mean? It's always, it's always, it's always like that. There was a club, <laughs> there was a club we used to go to. This is outrageous. There was a club we used to go to on Abbey Street. And I would always just find myself super bored in nightclubs because like, a, I don't dance, which is terrible, and I'd like to actually learn how to dance, but I can't dance. So, like, I'd hear a tune that I love, I'd run onto the dance floor, and then sort of stand there for a minute, and then leave. So, I, I just never really got the sort of concept of socialising in a nightclub, because also you can't fucking hear anybody, so it's just just a nightmare. But basically, there was this club we used to go to in Abbey Street, and I'd, <laughs> I used to just go into the bathroom, to, to like, for entertainment, not that sort of entertainment, but I used to go into the bathroom for entertainment and there was a guy that worked in there and he'd be like selling, uh, he'd be selling perfume and chewing gum and stuff. And me and him basically used to just chat and like take the piss of people as they came in and out of the toilets. But uh, he was an unbelievable character and he was from Nigeria and he basically taught me how to like do sort of like a pigeon English accent, like unbelievable. And he used to that. He found this to be the funniest fucking thing in the world. So he'd like get me to FaceTime his like family and friends for me with of me doing this absurd pigeon English accent, which obviously must have been the most insane thing for them because they're like, "What is this fat idiot from South County Dublin doing speaking like this?" I'm not going to do the impression by the way, but it was it was genuine. I tell you to first look. I'm not going to tell me you want to go to Dan Drum. And this is the problem with your Irish boys. You are morons. You say to me, I pick you up a hawker seat. And you say to me, please, can I have a cigarette? I say no. You cannot smoke in my car. This is a place of work. This is a place of business. And then, and then, and then, as soon as we get on to the inner level, I can see your friend in the rear view mirror. He is smoking in my car. You boys are problematic. I have got a young son. His name is Ola. And he said to me, Papa, for Christmas this year, I want the S-Boss. I can say no. You have a foot up the ass and you go to school like a good boy. You know, I'm not going to do the impression for a number of reasons. But anyway, that was the crack that we had. It was so funny. The only problem was towards the end of the evening, he'd always get a little bit sloppy. So like in the early stages, he'd say stuff like, no pay, no spray. You get a bit of a laugh out of it. 
No perfume, no boom, boom. Brilliant. Crack. That's just banter. And then, you don't want the chewing gum. You're not going to go home and chew on a bum. What? Chew on a bum. Come on, man. Rain it in. What are you, by the way? Chew on a bum. What are you, Dennis's dog, Nasher? Is this literally the Beano? Do you know what I mean? I remember, like... <laughs> uh, actually, no. But I'm definitely one of these people, also, that goes to a nightclub and gets really drunk and then leaves, right? And I jump into a taxi and I definitely wind up the taxi driver more than other drunk people. But because I'm drunk, I think that I'm like part of his elite circle. Do you know what I mean? Literally getting him to pull over on the dual carriageway so I can show him pictures of my dog that has been dead for six, six years. No, 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 wait there, wait there. You love this one, you love this one. Okay, well, actually, okay, well, this isn't actually one of my dog. But it's me in Spain with my ex-girlfriend, Tina. Yeah, no, we, we, don't, we won't talk about it, Tina, don't worry. But you know what? I think that's probably what our problem was. We just didn't talk enough. You've made a very fine point, Gary. Listen, this might sound weird, but can I touch your head? I've never actually directly felt what a bald person's head feels like. Also, just now that we're 30 minutes outside town, any chance we could stop off at an ATM? Like, do you have an iPhone charger? I am the worst. Turn that tune up, please. I am the worst person in a taxi. Like, ever. Ever. Ah, sorry, another thing. The amount of times that I've converted to the religion that my taxi driver follows is absolutely outrageous. I basically just copy and paste the previous conversation I've had, but insert their beliefs into it. Genuinely. I know, it's like, it's terrible. This is an affliction. Like, it's really, really bad. I've got more religions going on than a bloody fucking ad for Benetton. I was just wondering, um, you guys might be able to answer this, because I certainly can't. Is it illegal for a girl to get a photo in a DJ booth without putting the headphones on herself and then doing the wiki-wiki motion with her hand? Oh, Marie, you're absolutely scandalous. You're a lunatic. Single. Bonkers. Single. If you look up the definition of persistence in the dictionary, right... Obviously, you'll see a video of me asking people to subscribe to the Patreon. But beneath that, you'll see a picture of that incredibly drunk guy who has been refused from the nightclub since around 11pm. You know the type, Finbar or something. You know, he's outside, he's in his jacket, he's got the wet look gel in his hair. He's talking to a kebab that he thinks is the Samsung. He literally thinks this is his phone. This place is fucking shit anyway. And then he's like giving the fingers to the bouncers. And then five minutes later, he tries to like join a different group entering the nightclub to gain entry. (laughs) Like 30 seconds later, like in a performance Daniel Day-Lewis would be proud of. He like joins a group of Brazilians. Do you know what I mean? And they're all just looking at him being like, mate, just let us go into Dicey's in peace, please. What are you doing? And then like the bouncer can see him from a mile away and he's sent away. Go home, Finbar. Or at the very least, Flannery's. 
I think the best thing about Irish culture and Irish clubs as well is that we really don't do VIP stuff. You know, Irish people just don't generally, unless it's a fucking Ryanair queue, we don't really subscribe to the whole VIP culture in nightclubs. You know, the vast majority of us wouldn't give a shit about where we are in nightclubs because even the idea of a VIP section in some grotty basement nightclub is a total oxymoron. And also, when I say the vast majority of Irish people, obviously I'm not including myself. I'm the first motherfucker into the VIP section, if there was. If I can get my little grubby potato paws over a wristband or anything, any slight air of exclusivity, I'm all about it. Uh, Part of me... A part of me even developed, this is how bad I am, a part of me even developed a bit of an ego because I was one of the first people to catch the coronavirus. That's how bad I am. I am beyond saving. But you guys, there's still a bit of hope. Like, some of my worst memories are in nightclubs. I remember about eight years ago, um, this is terrible, like, my girlfriend broke up with me, right? Which is not easy. Also, the the reason she broke up with me was insane. She said that I was too paranoid, which is totally fucking ridiculous. And, I mean, the FBI said the same thing to me when they were sending me messages in my sleep last week. But I'm absolutely not paranoid. Who the fuck is saying I'm paranoid? But a friend of mine rang me up, like, the day after we broke up. I didn't want to get out of bed. I was, like, really, really not in a great way. And he was like, come on, come on, a a night out, a night out in the town. You know, this will really, really help you. It'll be good for your mental health and stuff. So I eventually succumbed, okay? And I was like, let's do it. Let's go out. You're probably right. This probably will be good for me. But little did I know at the time that he was one of those friends who has other plans but hasn't told you. You know those people? Where they'll all of a sudden start suggesting this place that they that we should go to under the guise of, oh, do you know what? It'd be it'd be good crack if we went to Murtas tonight, wouldn't it? And you're there wondering, okay, yeah, you really seem to be keen on Murtas. Why? And, oh, no, I just thought it'd be fun. And then you only realise that once you get to bloody Murtas that there's obviously a girl that he wanted to meet there or something. You know those people? I hate that. It's so dishonest. But, you know, he obviously just needed a wingman. So anyway, I, I went out to this nightclub. It was actually Dicey's in Harcourt Street. And it's an open, for all my UK listeners, it's an open or non-UK, just non-Irish. It's, uh, okay, Mark, we get it. People are listening, not just in Dublin. Relax, you gimp. But um, it was raining and it's like an open nightclub. So th- there's no roof on it. So we get into the nightclub and he left me, right? So there I am walking around a nightclub after being broken up with, literally getting lashed rain on, like it was lashing rain on me, wandering through this place, listening to the worst music in the world, getting shoved by, you know those type of guys that you meet in nightclubs, the type of people to like produce a knife if you stood on their white fucking trainers, literally the worst thing in the world, it was freezing cold, but look, at least I had my Canada Goose jacket on, anyway... Now we're going to do the AirPod giveaway. Right, the winner of the bloody AirPod giveaway is Katie Griffin. Katie, you've got until 9pm tonight to contact me to uh, accept or acclaim your prize. If you do not, I'm going to give it to one of you listeners. So uh, if you're listening to this and you haven't won, I'm very sorry. However, if you can think of a funny joke, send it to me. Uh, please review the podcast and um, please subscribe to the Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Mark Megan. And if this girl, Katie, don't tell her. If you know her, don't tell her. Let's see if she's actually listening to the show. And if she hasn't claimed it by 9pm, I'll just choose a random person from my DMs and I will uh, give the AirPods, send the AirPods to them.
Thank you very much. Have a great day. All the best. 